Bung Bung. As always, welcome to the potty is brought to you by Bung Bung Coffee, the best coffee in the world, the best dark roast uh, available on the market. Um, here, board man, read, uh, read that. Welcome to Bung Bung Coffee, the only coffee that's made from real Bung Bungs. Eat the mic. Our coffee is roasted to perfection and has a rich, smooth flavour that's unlike any other coffee out there. So if you're looking for a coffee that's truly unique, try Bung Bung Coffee today. You heard it here first, folks. Try Bung Bung Coffee today. Where, where can you get it? Uh, BungBungCoffee.com. Correct. Correct. And what's the promo code for 15% off all orders? No minimum order, no maximum order. P-O-double-D-Y. Like the titties. BungBungCoffee.com. Enter promo code POTTY for 15% off all orders. 15% off all orders. You guys might even know this. There is a price hike around the globe right now on coffee because of droughts and floods. Unbelievable scenes. It's all to do with global warming. I'm sure of it. I watched the movie Don't Look Up, and I'm telling you, that's why coffee's all expensive. Bung Bung Coffee haven't even raised their prices to reflect that. You know shipping's more expensive? Don't worry about it. All right? Bung Bung Coffee is staying put until, you know, until shit really starts getting sideways. And we're giving out 15% off promo codes, P-O-double-D-Y. You can see the word behind me, P-O-double-D-Y for 15% off all orders, bungbungcoffee.com. And if you want sweet, sweet merch like this easy money hoodie that I'm rocking right now, go to welcometothepotty.com slash store and you can check out all of the uh, the merch that we have available, we got we got hoodies, crew necks, t shirts, polo shirts, jackets, um, hats. We got it all. Bung, uh, welcome to the party. slash store. Uh, if you want to support the show in any way, um, and if you you know if you if you you know if you if you're using another coffee other than Bung Bung, and you know it's. Is really rinsing your pockets out because they they are you know extorting you, raising their prices, um, charging more shipping, freight costs are through the roof, and so you you know you're hardly able to pay rent. You, you can't buy dope merch to really start looking slick and slipping off the seat because it's so soft. So you're wearing hard merch and shit from your other favorite podcast, which isn't funny, you know. You're wearing hard merch. You're buying expensive coffee and you can't afford to get this butter soft shit over here. If you can't afford it, just hit that share button. Just hit the share button because that's all we ask of you uh, for the free content that we deliver week after motherfucking week. Hit the share button. Tell a friend to tell a friend. And if you do want the merch, if you share your share, if you take a screenshot of your share and send it to us, uh, welcome to the potty on Instagram. Send it to our DMs. You are automatically in the running to win free merch. There's a new winner every month. Um, and there's only been one winner so far. One winner. So really, you know, 
you, you can enter as many times as you want. You can share it a multitude of ways and share and send us different screenshots of different shares or videos of you around the dinner table saying grace and then saying thank you lord for this meal and blessing our fam family with this beautiful nourishment and the welcome to the potty podcast and everyone just looks up they open their eyes and they're like what the fuck did you just say and you're like you swearing at the lord's table and they're like well what did you just say and you're like welcome to the potty it's the best podcast available on any podcast network any podcast provider spotify apple itunes um Castbox, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, YouTube, um, Google Podcasts, um, TuneIn, whatever it is, whatever weird thing that you use, Anchor.fm, you know, whatever you, you use, we're available on it. Tell a friend to tell a friend. That's all I'm trying to say. Let's start the show. <laughs> Welcome to the party, bung bung! It's your man Claytron, aka the big boss man, aka the clumsy jeweler, because I'm always dropping gems, aka the milkman, because I always deliver, aka the PhD of podcasting, the Magnum PI podcasting, the captain, the Eddie Betts of podcasting, because my timing's impeccable. We've got a guest on the show today. It's been a while since we've had a guest. Uh, it's a great guest. It's a return guest. Um, he didn't win Guest of the Year last time, but I believe that might have been due to him not campaigning as strongly as his uh, contenders, okay, his opposition. But this this episode is a great episode. James Donald, Forbes McCann, um, you know, he's he's basically the, the bad boy of Adelaide comedy, Um very funny, one of my favourite uh, comedians uh, that I uh, have a personal relationship with. And um, uh, he's got a fantastic, funny podcast called The... And the, the, really the reason he came on the show was to promote his podcast. And uh, we actually didn't discuss it once. So I, I'm making sure to get through it early in the piece right now. Um, so that's called The James Donald Forbes McCann Catamaran Plan. Now I think I tripped over my tongue there, so I'm going to say it again. The James Donald Forbes McCann Catamaran Plan, it's a podcast about him uh, monetizing it to a point that he can uh, buy a boat. Um, so it's very funny, very fun, um, and very well done. So, uh, yeah, get amongst that. Uh, check him out on YouTube. He's got a special out for free on YouTube as well. Um and, you know, if you ever see his name pop up, go to his shows. Uh, you'll hear me talk about um, his comedy a little bit um, in the episode. Uh, I love it. So, you should, yeah, you should definitely have a look. Um, but, yeah, this is a great show with great guests. Enjoy. Bring the motherfucking ruckus. I'll rush you. Like Jackie and Chris Tucker. When you turn your back, you turn me to a monster. Call back up. You're in trouble. Word from the wise. Protect your neck. Ain't nobody telling you what's next. I got moves aimed straight at you. Yeah, I've got, I've got the energy now. It took me All this right. long. All right, hold on. How far, how far in are we? 27. Nah. All right, cut from there. Cut. This is the start of the podcast. It's all shit, Clay. Yes. Everything's... Everything in the mainstream, all one of these superhero movies, they're no good. Yes. How many are you reviewing? Do you watch every superhero movie? I can't. I'm, I'm done. You will no longer... You have a movie review channel. 
Hollywood's only releasing superhero movies, mm-hmm. and you refuse to watch anything but a super. You don't watch the superhero movies no, anymore. I'll watch Oppenheim when that comes out. I can't. I love Nolan. Yes. <laughs> did you enjoy Tenet? Yeah, I did. I loved it. I Everyone loved it. told me it was a big piece of shit. Yeah, loved it. They invented a word for a film because was they it needed. Yeah, they needed something that was front and back. Hey, because I the didn't movie even can think be played. That. The movie can be played forwards or backwards. They were going to call it Glenelg. Yeah, they, they changed their mind at the last minute. Yeah, they oh, almost called it race car. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten that race car was that Uzi rat at a sanitary zoo. That's one as well. I wow. No, it's in a Widow Yankovic song that's made up of palindrome. Oh wow. I'm a. Anyway, what do you think? Of on, what was your last Harry one? Harry Potter playing Weird Al, mm-hmm. right? Isn't that who's yeah, doing oh, it? Yes, I mean it's. Uh, Daniel? Radcliffe. I, I don't think that a non-Jewish man should be allowed to play a Jewish man in a film. In fact, I don't think that a young man should, <laughs> should be, be allowed, allowed to play, play a man who man. is now old. Yeah, no. Brad Pitt, Benjamin Button, cancel him. Oh, he's playing a baby and, and an, an old man. man. <laughs> he's breaking too many rules at the same time. In fact, I don't think fiction, I think the only type of uh, theatre that should be allowed it's just a one-man show where someone's describing the one-man show that they're doing yeah, at yeah, that time. Yeah, yeah. No co-opting the present or the past. Creativity is a sin. <laughs> what was your last? What was your last one? What was your final superhero movie that you said I'm done? Um. Well, I think I'm done with Marvel because okay. of because of Captain Marvel. It was Captain Marvel that did it for me. But then I went and saw the Batman with uh, Pattinson. That was the Batman, and I really enjoyed it. Did you see Wonder Woman 1984? No, I only saw the first Wonder Woman. One of two films I've ever walked out of. It's that second Wonder Woman movie. Wow. Uh, And the other one... Well, actually, yeah, the other one was that... Captain Marvel. Madam Marvel. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Captain Atrix Marvel. And I had to walk out of that. But that Wonder Woman movie, I loved that first Wonder Woman movie. I loved it. It was... Okay. Quiet! Oh, they've looked up Wonder Woman for us. What did they oh. say? You didn't like that Wonder Woman movie. 2017. Yeah. Uh, superhero film based on DC Comics. Um, it's a trilogy within the shared universe. Prequel spin-off to Batman versus Superman, which yes. is also a shitty film. Did not see it. Um, people involved. I just found out that in the original Superman movie. Oh, I hate Gal Gadot. Marlon well. Brando's in it. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. And then they cut Marlon Brando from the second one. And then there's a new version of the second one where they put Marlon Brando. Back in. Yeah. Isn't that cool? CGI or like... No, just the scenes that they cut oh, right. from the first one because they had a change in director. Oh. I didn't know at the time. I love That's Marlon interesting. Brando. Yeah, I love Brando. I've got to go back and watch the Superman. One of the... Yeah, one of the OGs. But you didn't care for Wonder Woman. The Wonderful Woman. No. Because Gal Gadot, she can't act. That's one point against her. That is one point. Yeah. Uh, specifically in film. Uh, or television. Yeah. Um, I forget who was saying it, but because she has this accent the whole time, they had to pretend that every other woman from... Yeah. Just because she couldn't do a different accent, they're like, oh, we've got 25 other actresses. Yeah. You will all be doing this silly Gal Gadot voice. Uh, and that was... The, the, I actually saw that prior to the, um, the, the stupid video that she did that made me hate her guts. Uh, imagine all the people. The, yes, imagine. imagine. Yeah. Um, so I saw mm. that movie and hated it, and then mm. I saw her do that yeah. and hated her. And now... Um, but she's so beautiful. <clears throat> yeah, she was in Red Notice with The Rock and Ryan Reynolds. Did not see that movie. Uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about you it. You actually... You know, okay, since I, you've had a child now. Yes. And I have two children, and who knows how many more children there will be at some point in mm. the future. Not going too public with current 
things that are happening. But we're true Catholic. Yeah, we're getting it done. Go in raw. <laughs> yeah. Have a family. Much love. Much yeah. respect. The last films I've seen at the cinema were yeah. that Wonder Woman 84 walked out, and then before then I saw the, the one that Jordan Peele made after... Us. I saw Us. Yeah. Didn't care for Us, because I loved Get Out. Get Out was like... And I just found unreal. There were great scenes in us, but it didn't feel like if it's the only movie you watch for a year, it didn't. It wasn't like didn't come together at the end. It didn't. Um. It didn't sort of. I don't think it had the same social significance as yes. Get Out and Get Out was even though it was so. Well, was it unrealistic? Like, I, I could kind of, like, believe it. Are there white people in the Hamptons chopping well, out black people's brains? I wouldn't be surprised if there mm. were. And there was one scene, there's actually one scene in that where um, when he first meets the his white girlfriend's parents. Yes. And the dad goes, so how long has this thing been going on? Or whatever. And I was and like, he says, oh. That hit it, you from yeah, your I was past like, experience? Well, yeah. And then <laughs> following that... I met somebody who said that about me and Rachel. Beautiful. To my face. And I was like, I told them, I was like, you're making me feel uncomfortable. Because that's wild, That's a wild way to speak. Well, to a black man. My brother, let me put it right there. I think that's absolutely whack. Yeah, yeah. That's wiggity whack wiggity what those whack. people have done to you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, us was just so out there. Just yeah. so like... I think Stranger it, was things. it was like very 1980s America. Yeah. I didn't live through that. So maybe it had like... Maybe. I don't understand what Hands Across America is about. Ronald Reagan doesn't really mean anything to me emotionally. Mm. They never make movies about Ronald Reagan. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe I was missing but something. It was, but it wasn't... I couldn't have put that in my top 10 films ever. But I've, I've got three years of movies that I haven't seen. Yeah, yeah. Because of uh, fatherhood. Watch children. Yeah. Help me. What are the top, would you say... Must see films from the last, let's say, you know, Shit. since COVID started even. Okay, well, I haven't been, I haven't been to the cinemas a lot because mm. of COVID. I think I saw um, the new James Bond. Yep. Uh, the last Dan- Daniel Craig James Bond. The last one I saw was Quantum of Solace. Mm, I think I missed that one. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, so Bond, you saw that? Yeah, and I saw the Batman, both of the cinemas. Is that worth seeing? The Batman? I think it is, yeah. Okay. Um, I don't think it's in the cinemas anymore, but um, yeah, maybe. I didn't even a- get to see June in the cinema, and I love the book June. Oh, June! Dean. And I watched June. June I was thinking of the month. Me. Oh, that would also be a good movie. Less, <laughs> less sand. Yeah. But the, I watched it on my phone, Dune, and okay. that is. I don't believe a good way to watch that movie. Not really films in general. I think maybe no. watch The Office or something on your phone. But I was skipping through the long... Oh, there's a spaceship landing. When is this going to be over? Can someone get out and say a line? Yeah. I didn't mind it. But I, I, the culture, I've, I'm saying it's got no power, but it has no power over me because I've lost all time to pay attention to it. Mm. You have be my conduit. Even before you had the baby, you must have seen... You're watching TV shows? I'm watching nothing. Lots La- of TV. The OA was the last great TV show I watched. I don't remember if I said that last time I was here. No. The greatest TV show, I believe. Have you seen The OA? No. No one has. They cancelled it after two seasons. It's unbelievable. Really? It is the gra- it's my favourite TV show. Okay. Yeah. Well, what's it Brent on? Brent Marling. It's on Netflix. Okay. Brad Pitt, who I believe you have some basketball history with. <laughs> well, he's a boxer, but I've, <laughs> I was a basketballer, but I'd seen him. I'd Did seen they him. ever? Once you're there, I mean, you're just like a raw, genetically gifted athlete. 
who fits certain dimensions that they want you to play a certain sport. Yeah. But at any point, do they go, listen, uh, basketball player, I think we rugby league might be more your speed. At the AIS. Yeah. Now, is that turned off at the AIS? Only, only the close-up on you. That's okay. okay. Um, no. No. Yeah. Because I think, like, you, you sign a contract and stuff. Sign a contract? Over. Yeah, I think so. I'd like to hear more about this. Uh, it's hard to to really... You so you, but you commit to a certain amount of time there. Uh, yeah, I think you just signed one year at a time. Okay. Yeah, and I just did one year, and they had... had like a 34-year-old full forward. You're on year-to-year contract. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. And then... And then I, I got a college scholarship, so I went to college the next year. So the goal is for them to get you out of there, like yeah. into a top elite. Either go to the NBL or college, basically. Right. Yeah. The NBL. Mm. And is this considered a failure if you go immediately <coughs> to the NBL? I thought that at the time, so I didn't do it. And yeah. I probably... No, I don't regret it. Yeah. Because college was my dream from being a child. Yes. Um, but... Uh, now, well, now the league's much different to what it was back then. Like, leagues, the, the league's better now. The last 10 years, it's been insane. Yeah. They've and this, we're talking 15 years ago, yeah. probably. Yeah. But then, I mean, the, also, but the money difference to in, if you go to college and mm. you make it and you go to the NBA. Yeah. You earn in 45 seconds what you'd earn in a lifetime. Yeah. At the, so, but the competition must be insane. Well, it's like winning the lottery to get to the NBA. Yeah. There's, there's a one draft every year. With two rounds of 30. That's it. The first 30 picks in the first round are guaranteed, and the second 30 aren't even guaranteed. What do you mean? Like, you, they might pick you and you never get to play? Yeah, they might pick you um, and then uh, ship that? you off to, like, a team in Europe or... How is, but there's there's heaps of basketball teams. There's 30-odd? Like 30, 30. Yeah. So everyone's getting, like, one new player a year from that system. You could trade players. In terms yep. of like fresh blood into club. Well, because there's got to be, you, there's also got to be enough people either getting dropped from teams or retiring. Yes. For that space to be available. And so you you'd have to, you'd ha- much older than you'd have to have 60 people yeah. leave the league to allow 60 back in, which is not realistic. No. But the turnover must be relatively, people must not work out, people must get injured. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I guess it's also that it's, I mean, how many are on a team? Like 10 on a team? Uh, on a, on a whole roster? No, on a whole roster, you've, fuck, I think 30? there's... Pro- no, 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 not 30. Maybe like 15, 16. Okay. I think you've got like 12 on the uh, twelve on the road and 14 at home or something like that. You get... I, look, it's a different world to me. I don't know how it works. But so, it's I hadn't thought about that being such a small... Because like the N, American football, yeah. huge teams, huge, huge rosters... Injuries all the time. You can have a career in the NFL as a practice player and never see a game. Yes. And make millions Financially of dollars. Financially, you're fine. Uh, if you you're fine during your you career. You don't piss that money away on dogs fighting each other. <laughs> well, he was a superstar. Yeah. <laughs> um, There's more than one yeah. player who's... Yeah, but he... No, so... Practice players like you're getting you're getting a salary. You don't yeah. have to have another job, but yeah. you're not set for life by any means. And I don't know, I don't think the NFL pension is any good for players that actually play for five, six, seven years. Yes. So for a practice player, I'm so guessing you don't a get pension. a pension. Yeah. So if you play for a, if you play a certain amount of games or a certain amount of years or something, you get a pension. I mean, I'd, I'd never even thought of this. There's no such. Other sports don't have this. 
I think the NBA does. Yeah. Yeah. The NBL is not giving you a pension. Fuck no. They're barely giving you a salary. <laughs> you can have half price whoppers <laughs> yeah. for the next six months. Yeah, if you're lucky. Yeah. If you're lucky, yeah. Did you play for Townsville? Who did yeah, you play Townsville. For? Were you living in Townsville for that? Of I've course. still never been to Townsville. Um, but that's weird because Townsville has a team. Cairns has a team. Townsville has since become bankrupt. I think they played one season after my departure. And oh, they're gone. Yeah. But they're much bigger than Cairns as a town. As a town. But the Taipans have the, held on. Cairns is more of a is tourist Cairns town. Cairns Taipans, yeah. yeah. They're more of a tourist town, so they've probably got more people going to games. Yes. More more money in the in the town probably. And maybe a big I mean Townsville is I don't know. And they're more concentrated. Townsville's yeah. bigger and more Rural. spread apart. It's like very it's a, it's a big place with a small population. Can I ask why you think this has happened that basketball is suddenly the sport? Like it's it's gone Soccer. People were pushing soccer as the second sport for a long time. Yeah. Or the third sport, I guess, if you take cricket into account. Yeah. It's definitely basketball. I think I think the NBA has just done really well. Yeah. I think the boom of social media, whoever's in charge of their social media has like just been unbelievable. Yes. And grown the sport. Um, you know, some people might not be happy about it, but they are clearly in cahoots with China as well. Yeah. Yeah. Which is weird because China not China love basketball. China, yes. And China love basketball means lots of money. Yeah. <laughs> China not especially good at basketball. No. Some individuals, Yao Ming. It's always Yao Ming yeah. that people bring up that. Uh, uh, Xi Jiang, I think. What's their, what's their Olympic team doing? Um, are they, are they allowed at the Olympics? <laughs> yeah, I think. Well, they don't. But locally, like in China, people like watching American basketball. This is my understanding. Yes. Okay. But with no sense that there's, <laughs> there's a stream of talent flowing in. I mean, the Chinese league is not. There's money. In the Chinese league? Yeah. So players can just go and play for China. In China. Like, Many I'm part of the Shanghai Knights. Shanghai Sharks. Oh, really? Okay, yes. man. Um, yeah, you can go there. And uh, have you ever heard of Stefan Marbury? No. He was New York Nick. Uh, Minnesota Timberwolf, and he kind of like he kind of went loco a little bit, okay. and the league kind of dismissed him, and he went to China and played for like ten years as a older veteran. Right. Um. He's got a. I think he's got a statue in Shanghai. They've made a statue of him. He's the guy. <laughs> I didn't know this. Yeah. I didn't. Okay. He was getting like sixty million dollars a year or something. Like he was making bank over there, and like. The so this is like India for cricket players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like we just you just go and you do it there. I hadn't thought of that before. But yeah. how, how many of those players are Chinese playing with him? I think for them, I think a lot of them. Yeah, it's similar to like the Europe leagues. Like you have three imports or something. So right. So they set a cap because yeah. I know Japan is now doing rugby in a big way. Oh, really? Rugby seems to be really taking off. In Japan, oh, and you look I at their team. Get it, that's a very Polynesian Japanese side. Imagine some Japanese players. Imagine a athletic sumo. Yeah. That's it's rugby. basically rugby. Yeah, and it's also it's um it's gentlemanly in a weird way, like not rugby league, but rugby union is a high minded, weirdly gentleman. Like there's a people are drinking pims and having their golden retrievers while they watch it. Really, and I think that ties in with the Japanese. Because I went to see the North Queensland. 
Cabbies. They call them the Cabbies up there. Cabbies? Yeah. How's Ca- that? They're cowboys, and that's how they talk. Oh, the ca- that's league. That's definitely a yeah, league. Yeah, I went to see the Cabbies play, and um, yeah, I didn't understand what was happening. I'm not a big rugby guy, but. I had, I had to get across it to write their board game because I did write their board game. Oh! Yeah, the NRL board game. It all comes yeah. back around. Uh, it always comes back to the board game. Now, yeah, because you've got a joke. Well, I don't know if you've got a joke or if you're working on a joke. I'm working. I'm, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I'll pretend that that's a story. Well, yes, I have instead of a bit of material that I've been <laughs> working on, like I'm on the Conan couch. No, but because I, at the the last gig I saw you at, you yes. you dabbled in it. So did, yeah. So what happened with that game? You Because you're not, familiar with the game so much you had to i had to become familiar yeah so did you watch it or did you i got fox footy i got fox league Mm -hmm. and i just watched rugby league for a a straight week and did you have to get to know the players i found hacks into finding out who were famous players right so who had instagram followers was a good way to do it jonathan thurston they happened to like him a lot yes i'd have picked up on that medal winners yeah is a big one like um you know the dallium medal uh, people in good teams tend to, but Instagram was the main one because you'd be watching a game and someone's got like really good stats or something. Yeah. Year, but no one, no one knows. knows it takes like three, four years and two scandals before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Reputation. So that was really hard. But they, the NRL people were so relaxed compared to the AFL people. I don't know if I spoke about this on stage. I think you did. Yeah. Yeah. Because they did the AFL game super uptight. Yeah. I believe that. Uh, yeah. Oh, they don't want any more. I don't want any more of these Eddie Betts type scandals yeah, breaking out. No. They were very, like, don't. What was that? Like, they, they kicked so many of the, even ones that weren't about players that they just found offensive. Like, one of them was, like, until the, the until 1982, some made-up year. Yeah. It was a false question. True or false. Uh, all true or false questions, like, until 1982, uh, instead of a halftime show at the grand final, the wives and girlfriends would have a race around the outside. And they couldn't deal they with said, that. They thought that might be sexist. So that had to come off. It was that level of anything oh. silly had to come away. But the NRL were like, yeah, mate. You want to go for it. I put a friend's phone number in the NRL board game. <laughs> and I said, someone who we mentioned who, maybe in the cut section of the podcast. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, Mark Tomo Thompson, I put his phone number in it. And I said, this is Mel Meninga's phone number. And he gets, he st- I didn't tell him it was happening. Yeah. But he just started getting calls when the board game came out. And people going, is this Big Mel? Oh. Big Mal. <laughs> and he was he had a radio show at the time, so he did a radio bit about why people call me, call me Big Mal. That is fantastic. And I got to uh, reveal it. But he, he sat on it for like a year. I didn't know if it was really happening. But he just thought he was getting harassed by somebody. Oh, that so is fantastic. But the NRL people are so... The difference between a grassroots game and a top-down game yeah. is really unusual. Because they should be the same and these games, sort of game. these games just want true or false questions? Yeah. There was 800 true or false questions so that cigarette shops could sell official board games. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, so we had a lot of work. I don't know how I got into it. But the, I love the NRL. Like, I don't like the game. But as an institution, I love them. Really? They There will be things like... Man, like the extent to which people have to go back to normal life afterwards, even if they were pretty good, and have to be like a lollipop lady. Yeah. H- huge instances of this happening. When you're coming up, like, and you're an amateur player... Um, not an amateur, like when you're an 18, you're a junior. Yeah. They have like, the Newcastle Knights will give you an apprenticeship being a sparky. And there's like local electrician businesses that will give you a job through the Newcastle. And they're like, call outs in the community. Can you give Rob, who's 18, who's come here from Papua New Guinea, a, a job, an apprenticeship? Oh my like, God. Which is how the AFL did things in the early 90s, I think. 
Right. Like they don't do that now. You, you're in the academy. They choose who you're dating. They choose where you what you eat when you can drink. The NRL is like the that's, freedom. That's that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, but now, when you were in the NBL, there would be different rules now with the scrutiny and the amount of money that would be involved then to how it is now. I'd have to think the regulation would have stepped up. I. It's hard to say. Okay. Now we had the uh, the president of the uh, NBL Players Association in your team. In our team, yeah. Uh, and I believe he's either the president or CEO or something now because he's re- he retired from the game, but he's still involved with that. Um, and he he came to the conclusion or realization that. Mm. Uh, the organisation wasn't paying the players their superannuation, and he came to that realisation. He noticed that long term fraud. I think he noticed maybe in his own account, and then started talking to other players yeah. who then checked and were like, "Yeah, I don't think I've been getting it." Uh, so we we had a little mini strike, uh, about a three day strike. Great. While I was up there, um, due to that, did you end up getting your super? Uh, yeah, but I think it may have been the downfall of the club. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it was, was it only that club that wasn't getting super? Um, as far as I know, yeah. yeah. I, I don't don't know anything else. And now the people of Townsville, I mean, no one's getting super now. No. Super pissed and going to <laughs> <laughs> going to the Cowboy Cabbies games. Well, they, got the, they should have more than one. It's bizarre that they've got one team. In far North Queensland. Well, it's... Well, they've got the QBL up there too, but that's like a yeah semi pro league. So some people get paid. Um, QBL, yeah, and so they've got more teams up there. You know what I'm seeing on KO now is the weird, very local, not especially competitive tournaments. Like you go, do you know what I'm talking about? Like like NBL one, like fifth division. Uh, Basketball, fifth like, division, at like whatever it is, whatever it's like, it'll have some NBL, NBL one, NBL two. Yeah. I don't know what the names are, but I was at my dad's house. This is a while back, and because um, he didn't have and like South Adelaide playing or something. Yeah, they're at Trinity Gardens College. <laughs> oh, and it's Starplex. Like, so yeah. they're playing Central's, Central's, Central, like Central Districts basketball club, and, yeah. you, and you're watching it going. I could drive there now. Yeah. I didn't know this was going on. That I didn't are, know that they were putting it on KO and shit. I thought it was all KO. just like live streaming through Facebook. Cameras. No, no, it's all it's all KO now. Wow. Yeah. And I rugby, you can do it. But just it was the thought that, like, it's a Friday night. I could go and watch amateur basketball. I could do some insider trading and maybe bet on that kind of stuff. I still know people in the league. Well, you'd have a better idea of who was good. That's a dangerous place to get to with a sports bet. Once you're betting on <laughs> many divisions down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, I didn't know that they were doing that through KO. Did your body collapse when you were out? Were you out 100% or did you yeah, yeah. So go down, I, back down? I, uh, when I left Townsville, I went and I played Siebel, which is the Southeast Australian Basketball League Yeah. Um, in Albury. Albury Wodonga I played for for right. two years. I loved it. Loved it there. Good town. Um, and, I, yeah, I played two years there and I just sort of got to a point where I wanted to come home. I'd been, I'd been gone for like 10 or 11 years. Yeah. So I came back to Adelaide and I was going to play – for Sturt, who I played juniors with, and I yeah. was like, "That'd be such an awesome way to end my career." And I had some had some coaching issues, and ended up yeah. just retiring without even. Um, I didn't finish the preseason. Yeah, I walked out All of right. training and never came back. Yeah, got you don't in. want to go into detail about the coaching issues. 
Was this an Eddie Betts type situation? No, no. He, um, you know what? I will go into deta- details. <laughs> Have you spoken about this on the podcast before? Uh, crypti- uh, cryptically. Exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> That's the TMZ sound. Um, so this guy, I won't name him. He, he's been known for having like mental breakdowns and shit as a coach. Okay. They, he got suspended from coaching for a while because he was coaching like a junior nationals team and like spat at a referee and shit like this. These things happen. And he, uh, he started coaching us and like I was at the end of my career. My knees are sore and stuff. So I wasn't playing like in preseason you can play reserves. Yeah. And I was like. I'm going to conserve myself. I'm not going to get, go get injured playing reserves. So I'll just like, I'll try, like I was still training, yeah. doing all the like preseason running and all that bullshit. Um, and we had a preseason scrimmage against another team and he listed the starters and I wasn't one of them. And I was like, okay, well this is weird. And I played whatever fucking bodied everyone, obviously. Yeah. And then we had another preseason scrimmage and I didn't start. And I and I played that game and then afterwards, no, next train I talked to him, I was like, what's going on, like, what's going on with this starting lineup? Yeah. And he's like, uh, oh, well, you haven't been playing um, uh, reserves, so I don't know if I can rely on you. And I was like, well, the reason you can rely on me is because I'm not playing reserves because I'm making Keeping sure my, my body's body right. right. Yeah. And he's like... Um, He's like, oh, other people more dedicated than you, and honestly, like, I just don't even know if I don't, I just don't even know if I'm going to pay you this year. Is, is that within his bailiwick? Is he allowed to decide that? Um, I suppose so. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how all that shit works in like the upper management. But I, um, you know, told him where to stick it, and I walked out of yeah. there and never came back. And then I went to a Bucks show for one of the guys that I used to play with at Sturt, and. Couple of guys from the the board were there, and the the previous head coach that I'd played under, and like, like it was a Bucks show, but they're all like apologizing to me, like, so sorry about. I'm trying happened. to look at a vagina. And I was like, stop apologizing. To <laughs> me. I was like, yeah, like it sucks, but we're at, yeah, we're at a Bucks show. Let's just yeah. uh, let's not talk talk shop, but yeah. So I wasn't like I didn't overreact. People, other people knew. Yeah, yeah, that they it was, understood. They're on your side. Was, well, yeah. they also want the club to succeed, right? Yeah, and I was the most expensive. No, sorry, not expensive, experienced. <laughs> I was the most experienced player yeah. um, there at the time. I had like played at the highest level out of anybody, and like just like yeah. my resume was full. But what a wonderful thing towards the end of the playing career to be able to go, "Fuck you! I don't need this." Yeah, because if you're at the start. Of the career, and you've got I would that have guy. Just, just you let just it have happen. To through yeah, yeah. So that's cool. yeah, that is kind of cool. That's a, I've never actually thought of it that way. Yeah, I mean, because I'm thinking like in, own in job, terms type every, of thing. Every job, one. I don't remember when I was in commercial radio, and you'd have a toxic boss. Yeah, and you're at the bottom, and it's like I and they de- they depend on that. Yeah, and maybe that guy, you know, he misjudged how much he could fuck with you. I'll tell you this: they uh, yeah. had two back to back very bad seasons. <laughs> so did they move him on at the end of that time? Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> he got his come up and he's probably thinking, oh, people should have been stronger. Yeah. People should have been Yeah, he probably has no self-reflection at all. People, it, self-awareness is a very rare thing. Oh, yeah. People to have. Yeah. I've got none, I'm pretty sure. I've you got, don't have any? Oh, infinitesimal. Tiny. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I catch a glimpse of my self-awareness. It's not good. That's a, I'm sorry that happened to you at the end of the career. I, well, the way that I... Because a lot of people say that and I always 
I'm just like, I got out of a shitty situation. It's like a domestic violence relationship. Like, yeah. oh, that sucks that it happened to you, but it's actually a good thing to remove yourself from it, right? You yes. know? So I was, I was, um, yeah, it sucked to end my career that way, but I would have been even more unhappy had I have played for that guy. Yeah. Yeah. How long ago was this? Um, it was, a, yeah, probably four or five years ago. It was at the beginning of my relationship with Rach. She's an Adelaide person? Yeah, she's she's born in Adelaide and she lived in Sydney for a number of years and came back. And you met her in Adelaide when you'd moved back? We both moved back at the same time right. and met. Um, like when we'd just both got back, it was very, uh, um, yeah, you know, stars aligned. Yeah. yeah. And now the child. Now we've got a kid, yeah. And who's sleeping? I'm just very envious. You both seem fine. We're pretty good. Or well, I think if anyone stumbles into my house when I had an eighteen month week old or whatever, eleven, eleven, 11 week old. Oh, yeah. I don't know how you're doing it. I, I genuinely don't. Maybe you have inner reserves and strengths that I didn't have. But I, I, I don't know. I think we're very fat and shouty. I'll, um, I'll not present. But I think oh, we've been very lucky with him. He's been a super chiller. Like yeah. he cries when he's hungry and when he's tired. But he doesn't have colic or anything like that. You're living the dream. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Hold on, what time is it? At some point I have to see this house. Oh, we're at uh, uh, three oh five. Oh, we hold on, we got time. I want to, I want to hit more. Uh, what do I have to be this damn thing? Oh, I've got heaps of time. All right, I think we should cut that first bit of the podcast. That okay. twenty-seven minutes. That's when the podcast became it was tight and right. Really? I'll, yeah. I'll listen to it back. No, I thought no, it was. I see. thought we were fine. No, I, I don't know. I don't know nothing anymore. Hold on. Um. What was we going to hit with you? Comedy? Let's let's talk about what we're going to do with your comedy career. Okay, yeah. Because your comedy's there. This is important because I, I, I don't feel that... Can I can I be frank? Yeah. I don't feel that in this... No. All right. I don't want to blame Adelaide because I hate when people do it's that. It's a very bad city for comedy. At the but moment. I love... It's a very, very bad city for comedy. I don't... I'll why, say it. You don't have to. Why are we not... Um, why is there no meritocracy? Why are um why am I seeing people who've done comedy twice getting up on Friday nights? Yep. And why am I not getting up on Friday nights? Okay. Some of that's personal. Okay. Some of that's racial. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no, no, I, I suspect. Is it the Z on the back of my neck? Is that is that? People have been saying that you're a supporter of the <laughs> Russian invasion of Ukraine <laughs> because you have the letter Z okay. tattooed behind your ear. Yeah. I think um, I found that when I was. Starting out in Adelaide in a big way, and it was raw comedy that I I got real weird. Just not even for me going through because I actually mm -hmm. I did okay. I got to yeah. the end of my first year and I won it my second year. But it was watching before then and that first year, like who would get through semis and who yep. wouldn't get through semis. So like not who won, but on a granular level, and a lot of it is uh, a lot of it is trust and personal relationships right. with people. Yeah, and either you have that or it's very hard to create. Yeah. I've never been good at that. Yeah, neither. But I'm also like, <clears throat> it's it's life, and it was like this in basketball too. It's all yeah. politics, right? It's yes, it is. It's and, very clicky, and I don't have the everywhere. I don't have the bone in me. Yeah, to dick suck to get somewhere, and I see people doing it. I see him <laughs> fucking, you know, rubbing people. You know, like I see it, and I don't. It it makes me cringe, and I can't. I can't. Do it myself. You don't, I can you be don't pleasant. It's not even a good way to do it. The the trick for any Australian success is to leave. Is to go, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't have to leave forever. But if you go and you do the one step beyond mm. and come back, doesn't have to be for very long. Yeah, it just has to be sort of a credit. 
you unlock the previous room. Right. So it's like Does this people, make sense? So people end up asking your D instead of you having to ask theirs because it's, you It's all dominant. Because you did it, something. It, it appears from the outside that it's all flattery. Mm. First of all, you look at it and you go, this is a meritocracy. Yeah. Then you do it and you go, wait a minute, this isn't a meritocracy. Yeah. Is this about flattery and people liking me in politics? Yeah. You try that and you go, actually, this isn't really working either. Mm-hmm. The answer to getting good gigs in Adelaide is to have higher ranking gigs in Melbourne or Perth or Sydney yeah. and to come back home and to be like, I just did the store. And people go, well, I bet, I, I guess you better be headlining here. Yeah. Um, because to, to wait and then to have someone give you an MC spot, it's insane. It doesn't happen. The best thing you can do is to record a good five, to send it to the bigger clubs, to have it be like a fucking great five. Yeah, right. And then once you've been on at that club, not doing the good five here. You can do the good five here and they won't advance you to the next thing. Yeah. Uh, and I wouldn't necessarily, like I've put you on and I'd put you on again. Do you want to do a show on the 24th? Of? This month. I'm booking it today. Um, we'll find out if you've got time. We're going to film it. Oh, I'd be stand up properly. Um, I, I I filmed my fringe show this year. Okay. Um, but I was at an outdoor venue. It's not good enough. Okay. On the twenty fourth, mm. get yourself free. Bring your tightest, rightest five. Yeah, five. You know? Okay. Five to seven. Yeah. You can do ten, and we can edit it down to a five. Yeah. This is this is the only way that I know to advance through this. I mean, even then, I'm at. I can headline or MC. Twenty fourth is midweek. It is on Wednesday. Yeah, I'm free. Okay, great. Yeah. Because this is what this is how I the big step up for me was I was in New Zealand. I lost my I was on holiday in New Zealand. I lost my job in Adelaide. Mm. The magazine I was writing for shut down. I had recorded a, I had had John Brooks record a five minute spot. Um, and it was just my best five minutes at the time. Yeah. I sent it to Sydney. At the comedy store, which is the room that I was never meant to do, and I definitely wasn't good enough to do it at the time. Yeah. And they said, sure, you can do a spot. My name went up on the thing, and then all of a sudden it's like, you want to do Perth? Fine. You want to do Melbourne? Fine. You want, once you've done that one, you unlock all the oh. ones below it. So if you overshoot and you get in, because at some point it is merit-based, and they are looking for new people, and they also don't know where you're ranked in Adelaide. If you go, I've been doing gigs in Adelaide for a while. Yeah. They don't know if you're a headliner here. They don't yeah. care. They go... We're only going to book him for a five. He sent us a good five. He does gig in Adelaide. We can see he's a real human being. They'll put you on. Yeah. And once you've done that. So what, okay, come on. The, we got. I've got two cameras filming it. Yeah. I'm going to do the sound. Film your best ten. Yeah. Edit that down to your best five. You pop that on your YouTube. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can make clips of that on Instagram or whatever. Yeah. Then send that to the different clubs and say, hello, here I am. This is what I can do. This person vouches for me. This person vouches for me. And then you'll get whatever you want in Adelaide. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I um. It's all. It's all because Amos is now in America. Yeah. I will say that. Yeah, I mean Amos has always been. He came through. Um, his. Basically, the the respect he gets when he comes back. Yeah. Every time, wherever he's been, yeah, having come back is much bigger than someone who's done the equivalent and gone. And so he just, you you jump over people. Just by the nature of going away and coming back. Coming back and going away yeah. is the entire Australian dominance thing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's very weird. I don't, Rudy did this really early. Someone told Rudy. I might have told Rudy. I don't yeah. know. But it's like, Rudy, you've got to go and do Perth. And once you do Perth, 
you're up here in yeah. Adelaide. It's very weird. But never, it's not about making people like you in Adelaide. It's about them being impressed when you've come back home. I um I was meant to do I was meant to do Perth. Yeah. Uh, but it was COVID times and the borders were open and Benny Darsold hooked me up. Yes. And um then the borders closed. And then that was it. Do it and, again. Yeah. They're looking for people. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah, like I said, I've just I've registered for the festival. Yeah. So at least I'll get to know some people over there while I'm there. Yes. Yeah. And you'll go and you'll do the fives. There's a big five economy. Yeah. You're doing the five economy in Adelaide. Again, it's hard. It's hard to get in the five. There's economy two gigs in Adelaide. in Adelaide, man. No, in the fringe. There's like all those lineup shows in Adelaide. Oh fringe. yeah, it's yeah. Horrible. It's hard to get on. I know. Yeah. Unless you're from out of town. Yeah. And then it's extremely easy. Yeah. It's because people don't know and they'll give you that extra chance. And then, even then you get like three gigs to have yeah. a good time. Yeah, no, I'll do that. I'll do that in person. It's all about sure. being a stranger. Yeah. I oh, I wish I'd known this earlier in my career that it's it's just, it's having a credit. Yeah. And all, all the, what's the cost? Of, do you get on in Melbourne? There are gigs who'll put you on in Melbourne. You could do it. Yeah. Public. And I didn't know, I didn't know either that like, you had to um, like really book like weeks in advance to go to it. So I went to Melbourne thinking I was going to okay. gig every night yep. and then I only got one gig because yep. people were like, nah. We're going to start here. We're going to start with yeah. the recording. Okay. On the 24th, this is how we're going to – yeah, you do your best 10. Let it down. We've got a lot of people there. If you want anyone to come and make it look funny. Where's it going to be? It's going to be downstairs in the Drama Llama. Yep. I'm going to get 90 people. I'm going to do my live show. Uh, anyone you want to bring mm. – Right. Okay. If you want to bring laughing people to yep. come in and watch the show, we'll get them in free. This is a narrative because it's time. Yeah. The last three times I've seen you, you've been great. Yeah. No. I feel. I feel. I feel good. Like that's why I'm. I'm producing this tour. Like I feel ready. Like yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm going to be doing. Um. Well, depending on how well the guys go before me and like whether they can stay on stage for yeah. their time, because I want the show to go for two hours. Okay. I've got four comics. And you're putting a break in. Uh. Two yeah. Breaks? There'll be. There'll be a break. Yeah. I'll be. There'll be two acts, break me, okay. and then there's and then the other comics are MC. So if if I have to do in my whole hour, I'll do my whole hour. But otherwise, yeah, 30, 40 minutes because yeah. I feel ready for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, but you have to. That's that's a good way to do it. Yeah. It's just time. It's just stage time. I'm I'm so tired of doing five minutes, man. Fucking so. This is what this is why I booked the that jive gig. Yeah. So I could do a new half hour every month. Yeah. And it was hard to fill it up. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, it was often in, it was in like winter in Adelaide, 150 yeah. rooms. So I'm hoping if I can just do somewhere repeatedly. Yeah, you've got to do, five minutes is good for a while. There was this post that someone did on the on one of the Adelaide comedy Facebook groups and I'd never write back, but I, I wrote back this time. And yeah. someone was like, how do I remember my material? And it's like. Oh, I saw that. I saw the, but there was no comments under it yet when I saw it. Heaps of comments now. Okay. And I did, it's a big spiel, but it's like. Like in a, like in five minutes, that's probably all you can do is just remember all the words. Yeah. And say it. That's getting started. Five minutes is just hello, how are you? Yeah. It's very. You can do a lot in the five minutes. You can have a great five minute set, but if you're trying new material and you can work in thirty seconds, you've got a child as well. Yeah. It's really hard to go out. You start. You, there are demands on a person. Uh, no. Well, yes and no. Like you, you, you still do gigs. I sometimes, but it's it's come down dramatically. This thing of. This, you know, people would go, you got, you got to be getting up seven times a week. Yeah. 57 times a week. Yeah. You've got to be doing, I can't do it. 
I can't do it. And even then, if you're well, you can't do it here. Five minutes. Well, there's not enough gigs. But I think that's changing. There are more gigs coming here. Where? I can't tell you. Okay. Yet. But there are many exciting things happening okay. with the gigs. Okay. I'm told. I don't want to run them. But yeah, <laughs> you've, you've got to go away and come back. Yeah. Um, doing. I never did. I went to Edinburgh. Yeah. Didn't do Edinburgh. Doing Edinburgh is like. Would be very good for you. Do you th- don't, like, isn't there? You would just have. Let me preface it with this: you will lose money. You will have a bad time. Yeah. You will. Your career will take a couple. You steps don't up. feel that that fringe festivals are like? Don't you feel that there's like a certain element of anyone can do this? Like, just because because you pay for it, you. So yes, your show is probably not the important thing. It's late shows, early shows. Yeah, right. And then it, when you're on those lineup bills and there's eight comedians. Mm. They're always looking for people, and if you just go and hang out and you know some people ahead of time, yeah. you can do it. Then if you're on those lineups and you are killing and you're the best person on that bill, yeah, that's where you can't buy your way into that. Yeah. You actually have to have it. Yeah, right. To be good. Yeah. People could tell me I'm wrong. And look, I'm not a success. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer this. I suffix this with I am a big failure. You know, I, I, I would disagree. It's, it's taken me a long time to get where I am, and where I am is not all that much. I mean, I've been a headliner for a couple of years now. Have you got representation? Yes. Yeah. And has that changed anything? Um, it's good to have. Yeah. Yeah, I've had a couple of managers, and I've loved both of them yeah. very much. Um, I got the first manager because I got into some legal trouble, and there was money to be made off the back of my legal trouble. We did a musical... <laughs> We did we did Wolf Creek the musical, and then we were releasing records, and and the people were like, "Hey, the Wolf Creek people weren't happy." Wolf with Creek this. people were like, "Well, we're happy with you doing a musical, but if you're selling merch with our name on it, yeah." And so I got in contact with um, my Andrew Taylor, who's wonderful, who now lives here, yeah. And uh, I love Andrew. Also, but Andrew was like a. I bet I said to the reason I stopped having him as a manager is I said to him, "I need someone to lose money on me," <laughs> right? right? You know what I mean, like. I want someone who's going to lose $30,000 a year on me. Yeah. Um, which is an insane business proposition that no yeah. one can do. To get you to the point where they're making money on you. Yeah. Yeah. It's investment. But like, I mean. Well, it's also, I'm, I'm, here's the other thing. I am the worst client I'm aware of anyone ever. The advice that I got through Andrew, wonderful advice. Like very constructive. Yeah. If I had managed to have the organizational abilities to do any of it, if I was a sort of, if I was a normal human being, who yeah. Would go, I'm taking my show from last year. I'm making it into a better show. We're taking it on the road. I'm going to do all the things that I should do. And what do you just want to do a new I show? I can't fucking do it. You just want to do a new oh show. Oh my god! I thought you, I did it. I did it this you, year. You get tidy material. I just I, I have a dream. Yeah. And I go. That's the new show. And I do the new show. And it's. It's eighty percent there. Yeah, it never gets to be a hundred percent there because I never do it enough. Right. I mean, I'm I'm a really bad client. You are a much more organized, judicious person who's what, more dependable. What makes you say? That? I've seen you do comedy. You're like you show up, you do your spot, you go. Thank you very much. You do your time. So do you, you get the laugh sometimes? That's all. I I'm doing the same thing you're doing. Mm. Mm. Sort of. You look. You get up there and you look like you know what you're doing. You're at that point where you're like, you I've look got like my you know what you're doing. I'm, I said I'm jealous when I what I, I'm just I, I wish know, got, I wish I could do that is what when I watch you I'm like I, I cannot miss James McCann's show 
at this fringe or whatever, whenever whenever you got a show, I'm not missing that because I'm like, this is this is it's what I need to do. From a business point of view, it's not what you need to do. Let me tell you now. <laughs> it's not what you well, should I, do. Well, I will tell you this. The That's very kind. I am I doing the opposite of what you're saying. I am actually I'm running my same show back at Fringe Perth and yep. Adelaide Fringe. Good. Have your best show. Yeah. This is something I've never, ever managed to do. Yeah. Not at one time. I've done all these festivals. I've never done this. Yeah. Have your best show and do it. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Just you doing stand-up for an hour, your best stand-up. Is that the show? What is the show? Uh, well, there, there's there's a slight narrative arc to it. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's like a, a masterpiece of, of art, but there it is. It's it's It goes through being a... Uh, okay, you need a better pitch for this show. <laughs> oh, you know, it's not great. It's no, I mean, no. I, I, when I say that, like, it's it's got a narrative arc, but that yeah. doesn't that I'm not saying I'm going to win fringe awards for it, and, sure. and that it's 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 comedy, but it, it does have and you a did theme. It in Adelaide. Yeah, it does have a theme. How of, long a run did you do in Adelaide? Six days, six nights. Okay, yeah, which is not long enough. Okay, well, Adelaide. I didn't really sell enough tickets to warrant <laughs> doing more than that. <laughs> No, I wouldn't I mean, want to. I wouldn't want to do twelve days and have half of what I had over twelve days. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's but six days is for your first one. Yeah, first, second, third one. I, I think that's fine. Right. But when you're doing like when you're building it, when I see, and again, I've never done this. I've never managed to do this properly. But like when people build a brand and they successfully have people coming back year after year, it's somehow what you want to do is have a long run that's backed out. Somehow, <laughs> that's what I recommend. Yeah. So yeah, but I'm even next year. I'm not doing longer than than a week. How big's the room? Uh well, I don't know yet. I haven't got. I haven't got. We got to cut the back half of this chat. We're gonna hold on. Stop the chat now. Edit. <laughs> send me this, and I'll tell you which bits to use. I'm gonna give you unguarded advice. Stop it now. Stop it now. Stop it now. Zero. Take your breath away with your own pillow I'm moving in silence through the night There's no stopping me, not the Black Widow I'm kicking it swiftly, Luke Kang flow Cybernetic enhancements, I'm Kano I'm proficient at war like Jax But I got nothing to prove like John Cage though I got an arsenal full of techniques Enter the drag